Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to another late night edition of TC Live, wrapping up the action from the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati. We are presented by our friends at Expedia. Just a couple weeks until the U.S. Open, the last big tune-up for everybody. Here's what's coming up over the next 30 minutes. Madison Keys stole the show on day four, knocked out the top seed, and punched her ticket into Friday's quarterfinals. A much better result for the men's top seed as Daniil Medvedev continues to light up the North American hard courts. And before Rafa Nadal unexpectedly left town, he shared his thoughts on the legacy of Serena Williams as we continue our tennis honors series. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman keeping the light on. With the Grand Slam champion, Chanda Rubin from Sports Illustrated, we've got John Wertheim over there on the big screen. We are on to the quarterfinals. It took a couple days, but we're here. We're here. I mean, these are the big matches, Steve. There's so much at stake. You saw that how that match ended. Both players wanting it. Got a little nervous, but Sabalenka able to pull it out. Well, John, Madison Keys held a charity event at what was called the Court of Dreams. That was in Iowa. But her real Court of Dreams, that's about 600 miles southeast in Ohio. Let's head to Cincinnati, the big match of the day. Keys won the title here three years ago, was looking for her first win over a world number one, 0 for 5 in that category, 0 for 2 against the current player to hold that rank, Iga Sviantek. A dream day indeed, Chanda. Yeah, Sviantek got off to a good start, but that forehand kind of showed us what was to come in this match. That was the big weapon for Madison Keys. It got her back into the thick of the first set, and she really didn't look back, was able to out-hit Sviantek time and time again, just rushing her, and it was incredible how consistently Keyes was able to do it. She served well, gave herself a lot of opportunities, and with her stepping in the way she did, generated a lot of break points. And after taking that first set, would reel off another five straight games, Steve, to get up five love, and then it got tight. Sviantek, of course, world number one. She's got some confidence, started turning things around. But it was impressive in this final game how Keyes settled in and kind of reset just when she needed to. And this was a huge shot, this backhand right there to turn the tables, going behind Sviantek. You could just see the confidence ramp back up for Keyes, and she needed every bit of it to close out this match against the reigning world number one. Keyes gets a big victory. More than twice the amount of winners in the match. Keyes over Sviantek. First win over a world number one. That calls for joining Prakash on the Tennis Channel desk. This is the first time I've played her on a fast court, which I think definitely suits me a little bit better. In the past, I've played her at Indian Wells at night and on clay, and um, I definitely think I was able to use the faster court and the balls and all of that to my advantage. 
Major keys and a minor slump, shall we say, for Iga Sviantek. Since winning 37 matches in a row, she is batting 500, four and four. Losses on grass, clay, and hard court. The absolute dominance is now over for the Polish superstar. We will have more on Madison Keys, Danny and Prakash talking about her later in the show. But let's stay here and focus on Iga Sviantek. John, where are we at with her heading into the U.S. Open now? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, once we moved off the clay of the French Open, when she wasn't just winning matches, I mean, there were stints where she, she was just absolutely unplayable. That 37-match streak, that's one of the great streaks in modern tennis history. And since then, a lot of this is going to be about confidence. Some of this physically, she's probably a little digged up. She'll be the top seed at the Open. But suddenly, after such a dominating stretch, those four months after she became number one, one of the great stretches in tennis history, she really looks mortal now. She'll have 10 days or so, and then we'll see what she can do on the hard courts of New York. Yeah, I think it's been a little bit of a tough stretch for Sviantek. She has lost to players who've been in form, who've you know, gotten some nice results during this stretch, who, like Madison Keys, can really take the racket out of her hand. But you saw a little bit during that match, Sviantek looked a little uncertain. She looked a little doubtful, kind of backed off, and didn't really match Keys in terms of competing. And that's really what struck out to me, uh, what stuck out to me in that match. All credit to Madison Keys, who played a tremendous match when she needed to. But Sviantek, she just looked a little vulnerable. We'll see how she recovers and regroups for New York. Remember, Iga Sviantek has never been past the fourth round at the U.S. Open last year. Lost to Belinda Bencic. Bencic then lost to Emma Raducanu, the reigning U.S. Open champ. Said she would be House Slytherin in Harry Potter. She's been on a tear of wizardry in Cincinnati. That would make Draco Malfoy jealous. Won 17 games in a row at one point against future Hall of Famers Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka. Looking to become the youngest woman to reach the quarterfinals here in a dozen years. But since the start of last year, John, no one has made more trips to the Final Eight at WTA 1000 events than American Jesse Pagula. Toughest out in women's tennis, perhaps. And you said it, Steve. I mean, beating Serena and Azarenka was a great achievement for Adekano. This is a much different kind of opponent. Not as accomplished, but very much informed. A tight first set, really well played on both sides of the net. You just had the feeling there was nothing Radicani quite did better than her opponent. And Jesse Pagula, they're only three spots apart in the ranking. They're 64 spots apart in the race, which tells you how Jesse Pagula has been playing this year. Today, 21 winners, only 10 unforced errors. She's just so steady. You're not going to see dazzling highlights. Jesse Pagula is not going to probably come up with our shot of the day. You just see stuff like this. It's nice anticipation, good speed. There is no weakness to this game. And Emma Raducanu has been posed up awfully well today. Not in her third match, but that's a nice result for both players. Big win for JP. Emma's got to regroup for New York. I think this week was a great step for me. And in the, in the past year, I think it's probably like the first tournament or like one of the few tournaments that I've actually, you know, like started going for my shots more. This week, I kind of just was like, look, I'm going to just try it. I don't care if I make errors, like it's fine, but I'm just going to like over hit if anything. So I'm pretty proud of how I did this week and uh, I think it's a great step to, to move forward. 
positive vibes for Raducanu. The women's number one loss, but how would the men's top-ranked player fare? Daniil Medvedev, guaranteed to be the top seed in New York, with Rafa losing. She had to take it on Denis Shapovalov today. And Medvedev got the early break opportunities, capitalized to get up in that first set, but the first set was far from over. Shapovalov is a shot maker, and he played some incredible points like this one to get that break back. The court coverage just matching Medvedev, outsteading him there in the end. But that takes a lot of energy out of you and just couldn't quite sustain that level at the end of the first set. Medvedev came right back at him, got that second break, was able to close it out in the first. Second was also down to the wire, but Medvedev with another break opportunity. He would generate 13 over the course of this match. That was break number three, and it was all Medvedev needed to tuck this match away. This is always a tricky opponent, Chapovalov, who can make shots around the court with Medvedev. Just too solid. He's a big fan of these courts in Cincinnati into the quarterfinals here for the fourth straight year. Medvedev will take on the winner of our next match between Andre Rublev and Taylor Fritz. John Fritz, one of four American men into the third round, the most in nearly 20 years. Keller, Taylor Fritz said he likes this matchup. He had a winning head-to-head -head against Rublev, headed in, beat him in Indian Wells. Very tight first set, no breaks of serve. In fact, Fritz didn't get broken all day. Ruben, Rublev won that first set in a tiebreak. How would Taylor Fritz respond Awfully well. His first two matches at this event, both of them less than an hour, including that win over Curious. This was much different. This was a grinder. And Taylor Fritz here's some nice work at the net. Again, lost that first set in a breaker and came storming back. A couple of breaks in that second set. And we go to a third. Very tight match. And watch this. You can go either way or you can go over him. Nice top spin lob on a key point. Five all, he's got a break point, Taylor Fritz does. And Rublev again, a player who just can't seem to get over these humps, and Taylor Fritz can. That was a critical break at five all. What's Taylor Fritz gonna do? Up six five, top ranked American serves it out with poise. Very nice win for Taylor Fritz. Now four and two career against Rublev. 35th win of the year for Taylor Fritz. You see what it means to him. Now three and three against the top 10 this year. He could reach that level by the end of the week. Third Masters 1000 quarterfinal this year for Taylor Fritz. First American since 2017 to do that. And he did it by way of the serve as we take a look at our Expedia match summary. Chanda, Taylor Fritz taking on Daniil Medvedev. What does Fritz need to do most to get the win in this matchup. It's a tough match and you know first time these two have played especially on this surface on these courts that Medvedev has had so much success uh, in the past but I think one of the things I like about what Fritz does in his game is adjusting when a match is kind of slipping or going off the rails he finds ways to make little changes he processes information and I think he'll have to do that against Medvedev he's going to have to be solid but he's also got to take chances to serve as a big weapon that's got to be firing and I think he's got to get in I mean this court is quick enough where he could maybe get Medvedev a little off balance if he creates that uncertainty. Taylor's been checking off boxes this year, John, looking for his first win against a world number one. Who takes this match, Fritz or Medvedev? I think Medvedev is probably your favorite, certainly on paper. On form, though, it might be Fritz. I'm surprised that they've never played each other before we forget, you know, Medvedev is your defending U.S. Open champion. He's the number one player in the world. And yet it's been such a strange year for him. I think Taylor has big chances here. He said today, he said, look, I lost that first set. I had to reassess 
my risk reward ratio. I did take some bigger cuts. I think that goes to Chanda's point. This has become a really good player at making mid-match adjustments. Medvedev, not quite as skilled in that department. So go. Medvedev could, could hit those slappy shots and do what he did at the U.S. Open. But I think Taylor Fritz has a real shot to put off the upset here. Either way, Daniil Medvedev will be the number one ranked player in the world entering New York. Taylor Fritz, though. Could he be top 10? It's a possibility, depending on how he does against the world number one. We've got more highlights from Cincinnati coming up on the way. Plus, Novak Djokovic may not be allowed into the U.S. right now to play tennis, but a little later we'll tell you about the sporting event he did travel to recently. Don't go anywhere. TC Live is presented by Expedia. Made to travel. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda John Steve back on TC Live presented by Expedia. We are approaching the year's final major. Every morning, tune in for Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open. Join me, John, and a special guest for a two-hour pregame show. It all begins Monday, August 29th at 9 a.m. Eastern. All eyes, of course, will be on that woman. Serena Williams in what will likely be her final U.S. Open. Rafa Nadal honors his fellow legend. Well, I think she she is an inspiration for uh, for a lot of people around the world. She gave a lot to to tennis, uh, so uh, I think we we were lucky to to had a, a huge, uh, great ambassador like like Serena for such a, a long time. Uh, she deserved to to choose whatever uh, fits for for her at this stage of of her life. So uh, just wish her all the very best and. Uh, Hopefully, we can keep enjoying her around the tour. Cheers to that. How about 45 combined major singles titles between those two? Pretty good stuff. Uh, we saw big wins from Maddie Keys, Jesse Pagula, and Taylor Fritz. Which other big Americans would join the fun in Cincinnati? We'll let you know. I'm Weissman back on TC Live. The time is ticking down to Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open. That starts August 29th right here after Cincinnati. A few more tune-ups. Tennis in the land. Cleveland, Winston-Salem, and Granby next week. But first, we head back to Ohio. Shelby Rogers has won four of her last five matches against top ten opponents. The only loss came to Arena Sabalenka Chanda, topsy-turvy affair. Uh, these are two big-hitting players, and it was in full effect in this match. But the first set, Sabalenka was up for love. Rogers got back to four off. Sabalenka found a way to close it out. He thought she kind of had it figured out. But serving for the match there, 
saw the double fall, the anger. Rodgers took that momentum and ran with it, got it into the tie break, just got off to a better start. Yeah, it was some clutch hitting from Shelby Rodgers, the serving as well. Into the third set, Steve, we didn't know who was going to win. We had this no match. idea. No clue. Shelby changed clothes. <laughs> she went from yellow to whatever that is, blue, dark blue. Blue. That might have been the mistake she made because the momentum shifted ever so slightly. Sabalenka Game able seven, to get that seven, edge and finally able to close it out. Feeling good on serve, and it was a battle, but Sabalenka gets through it. Seventh WTA 1000 quarterfinal for Sabalenka. Oh, Jabir. She beat Petra Kvitova for the first time earlier this year. Said she won ugly against Katie McNally. Would need to step it up today against Petra Kvitova. And every set was a bit different. It was a strange match because Kvitova dominated in the first. Jabur able to change the pace in the second. Start getting a little cat and mouse tennis going. And that was to her advantage. She was able to take that second set. But then in the third, just kind of lost the rhythm again. And the power of Kvitova came back in full force, and there was just nowhere for Jabir to go. Didn't expect her to lose this at six love, but some big hitting from Kvitova got her over the finish line. Everyone hugs Oz. It doesn't matter. You beat her, you hug her, you lose to her, you hug her. A lot of love She's for Oz Jabir. She's <laughs> very huggable. Uh, take a look at the final eight in Cincinnati. Maddie Keys taking on the Wimbledon champion, Elena Rybakina. Isla Tomjanovic, we've got two qualifiers in the quarterfinals. Tomjanovic taking on Kvitova. And then Caroline Garcia, who is on the up, up, and away, takes on the top-ranked American, Jesse Pagula, Zhang, and Sabalenka there at the bottom. To the fellas we go. Ben Shelton talking the tennis world after taking out world number five, Casper Rude. But could the Gator get past the Horn Frog, John? All college tennis matchup against Cam Norrie. Yeah, we're saying this is uh, this looks like NCAA tennis here. Uh, ben Shelton, so impressive in his first two matches. And then you get the feeling that the iPhone battery died a little bit, playing a very solid Cam Norrie. This is a little like Radicano and Pagula, just one of these opponents that's so professional, so hard to beat, and this one went fast. Uh, great week for Ben Shelton, but not a lot of resistance against Nori today. It took him almost 45 minutes before he won a game. First set was six love. Shelton won only about 40% of his serving points. Uh, that's going to be hard oh, to get top 10 wins with that. Uh, this was one-way traffic. Love and two. Great week for Ben Shelton. Nice win for Cam Nori, but uh, the run ends for the 19-year-old from Florida. TCU over Florida. Then we got a, a bulldog, John Isner, the oldest player remaining in the draw, going for his first win against Seb Corda. John, and then this one was a tight first set going to a breaker. As often is the case with John Isner. Uh, John Isner was John Isnering today. Um, won that first set in a breaker. Then sort of went, went off a bit in the second set. Corda uh, clawed back into this a couple of breaks. And we go to a third set. And this is your, your typical John Isner match. We've gotten used to it now. This is a 37-year-old former finalist in Cincinnati. And he did what he often does. He did not break serve all day, and it didn't matter. Why? Because he served well himself, 28th, and played a very, very solid high break. Played some opportunistic work. There's a nice in that and what a tournament for John Isner yet another 7-6 in the third victory for the big guy.
keeps him inside the top 50. If he had lost, he would have fallen outside the top 50 for the first time since 2009. Carlos Alcaraz moving into the final eight. Youngest quarterfinalist in Cincy since 2006. He will play Cam Norrie. Isner's got Stefano Tsitsipas. Fritz and Medvedev, we've mentioned that one. And then Borna Cioric backed up his win against Rafa Nadal by taking out Roberto Bautista Agut. Nice week for Borna Cioric. What's trending in social media? Well, we're all talking about Novak Djokovic. Will he or will he not be able to head to New York for the U.S. Open? Right now, it's no. But he was able to travel to Slovenia to support Serbia. They're playing some hoops. Of course, Luka Doncic there, Nikola Jokic as well, John. And uh, we know that Novak loves his basketball. Yeah, I, I defy you to find an athlete that is more popular in, in Europe among other athletes, especially uh, especially in the Balkans. Nice to see Novak. I thought that was the Today Show set and that maybe he was in New York, but alas, that is not the case. And no, I mean, I think on a serious note, uh, you know, the, the, the clock's ticking and it's not out of the question given some of these laxening some of these loosening standards that, you know, we, we could wake up tomorrow and the policy could change and Djokovic could get on a plane and try to win the U.S. Open once again. But as it stands now, uh, the clock's ticking and the player who won the previous major as, as of this moment is not uh, not scheduled to play the next major, which is which is a surprise. Chanda Doncic or, or Jokic, who's winning that tennis matchup? I'm going to go with Doncic. Yeah, Luka? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think Jokic would have a big serve, but... Uh... I mean, you know, it's the intangible scene. <laughs> Luke is the man. He dropped 34 points, six rebounds, nine assists to lead Slovenia you see, over I didn't Serbia. I know that, and I picked it. Yeah. There you go. See, you, Chanda knows. Yeah. Chanda knows all. Uh, our coverage continues tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, quarterfinal Friday here on Tennis Channel. The three of us back on TC Live to wrap it up at 11 p.m. Eastern or later, depending on the action, usually later. More coverage after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with our hot shot of the day. This was Wednesday, and Stefano Tsitsipas in doubles action with Holgarun goes around the post, and Chanda gets our hot shot of the day. What would he have in store on Thursday? Could he get it again? Could he do it again? In singles action. Yes. I think he could. He's even going to be a part of our <laughs> featured matches, but that's coming up later. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. We haven't showed a Tsitsipas highlight, but he has had two hot shots of the day now. <laughs> You, you could said, consider you those better. singular highlights, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And he gets this one falling down, maintains his balance to flick the volley over. That's pretty nice. And he won. He beat Diego. He's even better. He beat, even better. He beat I, Diego Schwartz. I like when the hot shot of the day is the winner. I do, too. Yeah, of the match. Yeah. But it is nice sometimes to give the hot shot because it's like, all right, they did do something well, but they lost the match. It's like a consolation prize. It is. That's that. exactly what it is. It's not a full highlight. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Friday's featured matches starting at 11 a.m. Eastern. Madison Keys, Elena Rybakina. Talk about Fritz and Medvedev earlier in the show. Isner Sitsipas. That's one I want to get into a little bit. Pagula, Garcia, Nori, 
and Alcaraz. But first, it is our DraftKings Sportsbook match preview. Let's see what the odds are for Medvedev and Fritz. Right now, of course, the world number one is the favored player in this one. But maybe you take the over here. I think it's going to go three sets. So plus 120 over two and a half sets. Give that to Fritz. You can go both there. A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. If you're not in a sportsbook state, download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use that code POINT when you sign up. Of those featured matches, John, which one do you like the most? Oh, um, how about Madison Keys? Suddenly uh, finding some really nice form. She and her opponent, Rabaka, do you know they're ranked successive 24 versus 25? That is what happens when uh, you don't have points and you win Wimbledon. But uh, I was really impressed with Madison today, both the ball striking on the hard courts, also the closeout. I think big things are coming from Madison, and I think she beats the Wimbledon champion tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's a good call, John, because with the way Madison Keys played today, I mean, she not only had the power, the big guns, but she had the consistency. She had margin. And, you know, she faltered just a little bit, but the fact that she was able to pull it back together and close out that match, I was even more impressed with that. I think this is a great matchup for her against Rabakina. She's going to get some pace to work with. We'll see who serves better. I think that's going to be a key, but this is a good shot for Madison Keys, and she loves this tournament. Yeah. She's won here, there before, so think she's got a good shot. And the two top-ranked Americans still in action as well. Jesse Pagula, great chance against Caroline Garcia. She's definitely the favored one there. And then Taylor Fritz can try and beat a world number one just like Maddie did. It is quarterfinal Friday coming up. Cannot wait for the action from Cincinnati. For John Wertheim and Chanda Rubin, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live.